the college basketball experience, Big East Conference preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a thousand dollar risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now, or visit WinBet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com, and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash only at PropSwap. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. You can download that for free in the app store or Google play store today. Hey, what's up? You degenerate gamblers. This is bill Burr and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the college basketball experience. Big East conference preview. My name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows double the price, but no one touches Dundee. (laughs) You can double the price, but there's a reason why you subscribe to the college basketball experience, or you should be subscribed. This guy, though, I'm in the booth here. DFS God himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What is going on, man? How we doing? I mean, we are talking Big East basketball, man. Boom. I, I mean, uh, we are what? Seven days from now? About when, when people are listening to this, probably a week or less than a week to the tip of college basketball season. What a wonderful time of the year. I'm jacked up over here. I know you are too. Yes. And uh, look, every day I'm crossing off days of the calendar, but. This is the Big East Conference, Nick. UConn's back in it. I know it changed some. Syracuse gone. Some of these other schools gone. But it's the Big East Conference. It's a deep basketball conference. They went out. They they went out and and grabbed a Butler. They went out and grabbed a Xavier. This is a, a money conference. One of my favorite conferences in all of college basketball to watch. I think you even said. I think you even said last year. This is your second favorite conference to watch in basketball. Yeah, man, definitely. Just the uh, historical programs and just, I mean, big East basketball, you know, Madison square garden for the uh, tournament. Just some, it's something about how historical the programs are and the level of basketball is, you know, right up there, man. So college football might only have a power five college basketball has a power six More, as the uh, big he, East may, every year, maybe even seven. When you throw in you the Atlantic argue. 10 buddy, yeah, you could argue that. Sure. Um, or the Missouri Valley. I mean, shit, there's so many. Um, okay. Well, let's just dive into this. If you're a first time listener, first off, subscribe to the college basketball experience because we are breaking down every single conference in college basketball. We don't discriminate, uh, but also subscribe to the college football experience where we break down every single college football game. We talk college football year round there. We talk college basketball year round here. It never stops. Um, but if you haven't listened to, if you're living under a rock and haven't listened to the other previews, well, I go alphabetically. And then at the end, we will pick, uh, pick our pecking order. But first I want to give out the odds in Vegas. You know, it's a couple of these early ones we did that I couldn't find the odds. They are now officially all out. So uh, shop to you drop people. Um, uh, th- there's great uh, value. I think so for regular season conference championship, the favorite, which makes sense. Villanova at minus minus one fifty five, 
then Yukon plus 450, Danny Hurley's bunch. And then uh, Xavier at plus eight hundred. That's a juicy one, Nick. I I know they got they're a little dinged up at the moment, but uh, well, that that could be could be a fun. That's one. interesting. Creighton, they're young, but plus twelve hundred, plus twelve hundred. How about St. John's plus twelve hundred? I think that's one you circle. Seton Hall plus fifteen hundred could be interesting. Providence. Uh, plus three thousand. Butler plus five thousand. Really, that crazy? Marquette wow. plus five thousand. Georgetown plus ten thousand, and DePaul plus twenty thousand. Is surprised by any of those? Well, I'm surprised how much uh, the odds have changed from about a, a week ago when you first sent me over. And also, you know, when these kind of odds, it can vary pretty drastically from book to book. But um, there's a couple I like in there. A couple long shots. Uh, I'm a fan of St. John's and Butler this year. I think both teams can make the tournament. You know, I don't know if either will will win the Big East. Out of those two, I, I think St. John's has the higher ceiling. But I think Villanova. Granted, they'll probably win, but I don't know. I I, I think if you want to have fun and bet and bet this conference, I think you got to go with one of the teams with plus odds and not the favorite. Um, well, how about you? What uh, what jumped off the page uh, for you? Uh, I thought Xavier and, and St. John's jumped off the board for me. Maybe even, but I, I was with you on perhaps Butler too. But Xavier and St. John's, uh, I think they definitely have the talent to. Yeah. Now, obviously, Nova is Nova. Jay Wright is Jay Wright. But I mean, we saw Gillespie get injured last year. Shit happens in sports. So, so if someone was to get dinged up, there's a value play, I think, in, in pot- potentially Xavier um, or St. John's. So, and we'll touch. Let's yeah, and, and once we go in team by team, we'll go into more detail. But the thing about St. John's is that they probably have the best player in the conference with Julian Champagny. Yeah. So, and they have some nice pieces around them. Granted, they got a lot of tra- people transferring out, a lot of people transferring in, so they got you know some some things to to work out there. But I think when you can start with him and also one of the best point guards, Posh Alexander, that's a nice place to start, and you're getting pretty juicy odds. Um, so yeah, I, I think we're kind of on the same page there thinking St. John's, they could be a surprise team in this conference. Yeah, they could. And uh, so let's go alphabetically here. Butler, the Butler uh, Bulldogs here. We've been to the Hinkle Fieldhouse, great stadium. One of the best in all of college basketball, Laval Jordan tough year last year, but they were young. And I think if you followed the Butler program as the season progressed, I feel like they got better and better. You look at their projected starting five. They're starting five guys with double digits uh, scoring from a season ago. Talking about the guard play, Aaron Thompson, Chuck Harris, and and Jair Bolden, uh, or Jair Bolden. Um, uh, Aaron, both, all three. I mean, that's another thing here. You're starting four, four seniors, three of them as fifth year seniors. Even on your bench, nice. Uh, Bo Hodges, Ty Gross, a uh, 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 Eastern Michigan transfer who was averaging a player. Yeah. I, I really think it, the depth of this team is very, look, I get it. You're bringing in four freshmen, but your rotation after your starting lineup, if that's the way, you know, the Laval Jordan decides to go with the starting lineup, but having Bo Hodges on the bench, having miles Tate on the bench, and then you have Ty Gross and then Christian David is a, is a fifth year senior as well. Um, the, Miles uh, Wilmoth. This is just a, a team. And then the, the front court, how about uh, Bryce golden? 10.4 points per game. How about Bryce? How do I say that name again? Neasy. Nice. I always forget, but he can play 11 points, eight boards, just about a season ago. Uh, do you think gross makes that starting lineup when it's all said I think and done? He, I think he might. I mean, it's tough to say the other guys are really solid. You know, they're, they're used to big East basketball, obviously a little bit of a jump up in, in class there, but I think all three of those guys are going to get, you know, at least 20 minutes a game. So it may not even really matter, you know, who's starting. I mean, even the, uh, the guards on the bench with uh, Tate and Hodges, those guys are very solid players. So all, I mean, they go eight deep. Uh, so those freshmen that are coming in, they're all three stars. They're not going to see the court. Really? This team is uh, yeah. with the, you go eight deep with all quality players in those eight. And um, that's why I think Butler can make some noise this year. But uh, as far as who starts there, you know, I don't know. Does, like I said, it doesn't matter. Cause I think they're going to play, you know, similar minutes. Yeah. And Butler, uh, 
kind of uh, an anomaly a little bit. Uh, they had one transfer out Jacoby Coles, but they brought in just one transfer with Ty gross. It, interesting to see uh, the continuity that the Bulldogs should have this, this, yeah. uh, this season. So, and, and Cole's only averaged six a game. So, I mean, he was a reserve coming off the bench. Uh, that loss is not going to hurt him, especially with gross coming in. If anything, that's a, you know, uh, an upgrade for uh, Butler. So I really like what they're doing here. They were injured last year. COVID hit them hard. It was just a, kind of a, a rough year for them. I mean, if you look at the record, they struggled uh, in conference. They were second to last eight and 12 overall 10 and 15. I think they're going to make a big leap this year. And I think they're going to make the NCAA tournament personally. I do too. Uh, I think this is too experienced of a team. I think Laval Jordan's an underrated coach too. So I think he'll get it done there. Next up, let's talk a little Yukon. Dan Hurley, University of Connecticut here. Um I everyone's bullish on these. I know he's been recruiting very well, but you still look and say, okay, well, Book Knight's gone. Carlton transferred out. Yes, RJ Cole, Tyrese Martin. Those guys were players a season ago, right? Um, so you get them in, and I mean, I, you're just a year older, I think, which helps because they were young sure. last year. Andre Jackson was young, uh, Adamama, uh, whatever, Sonogo, whatever, however you pronounce his name. He was a freshman a season ago, seven points, f- almost five boards, and a block per he game. He really came on towards the end of the year, too. He's a very nice big man. And Isaiah Whale, uh, Wally, that is one where the front court, I guess, is the question. Are they going to be able to get that done on the front court? I think the 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 guard play is going to be fantastic, even with the uh, even with the 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 reserves. I think Jalen Gaffney on the bench is a good is a good reserve there in the guard spot. Uh, I, and then, like I said, I know they're breaking in some freshmen, and they're they're highly touted for some highly touted freshmen too. So, um, what do you make of UConn and what? Uh, what Hurley's doing there. I think they're an interesting team and you have to love all the upperclassmen, you know, just to be able to start, you know, two red shirt seniors throw in one more senior in Tyrese Martin, who's a favorite player of mine as far as DFS. Cause he just fills it up, man. He gets blocks, steals, rebounds points, and then have Polly, another red shirt senior coming off the bench. I mean, they're very experienced. I do think they, they lack top notch talent. I don't think there's an NBA player on this roster um, that could bite them. You know, that, that kind of you know limits their ceiling a little bit and they're going to miss book night. Uh, so overall, I think they're a, a very solid team. I think they're a, a, an NCAA tournament team, but I don't think they're as good as last year. I think they'll probably take a, a, a minor, minor step back but just a very solid all around team, very solid coach. They're going to be a tough out. Uh, they're going to do well in conference because they are an old team and uh, the you know conference season is a grind. So I, I expect them to do well, but I'd be surprised if they win more than a game in the NCAAs. They, they actually cost me. Uh, I was bullish on them in the, in the, uh, in, in my bracket last year in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, a loss to Maryland. That was just brutal. That was just brutal. I thought they were going to get there and play Alabama, and that that would have been an interesting matchup. But yeah, I think they're a tournament team. I, I do think they regress. So we're agreeing too much early here. I wonder if this is where we might have some change here. Um, the Creighton Blue Jays, Greg McDermott's bunch. Uh, this is like I, I allude to this on every episode. The transfer. Um, the transfer portal and obviously just a slew of, of freshmen that ha- are all, I mean, especially this team, it's hard to get a gauge. It's hard to get a gauge on what the hell this team is, but I know they well, have talent. Yeah. I mean, they'll, they only have what two transfers coming in. Um, yeah. So it's not like one of those teams that br- that's bringing in like eight transfers. Uh, and the crazy thing to try to project him is that the transfers are a guy from division two and a guy from McNeese state. And it's just really hard never watching these guys before have to have any idea how they'll do on in the big East on, you know, the biggest of stages. So it seems to me like this is a rebuilding season. I mean, what they have, they had the, the top recruiting class in the conference. They brought in four, four stars. We'll see if those guys are ready to, you know, play valuable minutes from the get go. But it seems like uh, this is a little bit of a rebuilding season. Watch out next year watch out 2023, I guess. Is that two years from now? 
Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, that's the thing is I think it matters how fast these kids grow up. Cause I can tell you this man with a recruiting class like that, um, if they're able to just come out and play right away now. Yeah. I mean, it's college basketball. Yes. NIL brought back more players than ever, but I still think talent, you know, some of these big time freshmen, yes, we saw Kentucky struggle and stuff like that, but can if McDermott can coach them, getting some of these players and then getting those grad transfers of Hawkins and, and Fiesel, um along with Nebhard, you could really have a, 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 this is just kind of the, they're like the Oregon state for me in the big East. Yeah. Well, Hey, I mean, Greg McDermott's a hell of a coach, but you look at, they really only have three guys returning and those three guys, uh, Sharif Mitchell, a six foot guard. He only averaged three points a game. Alex O'Connell, the Duke transfer. He didn't do much at Duke and uh, he only averaged three points a game at Creighton last year. And then uh cock Brenner, the seven footer who he's solid. You know, he played, you know, decent minutes last year, but not a whole lot returning. So uh, this team is a big question mark. I, I mean, I think uh, they struggle, but they're, you know, they're not going to go they finished second last year in the big E. So they're not going to drop like to last. This isn't the Paul here. This program is good year in year out, but I do have them missing the NCAAs. Uh, yeah, I think, I think I probably agree with that assessment. Damn it, man. We're agreeing too much. All right. <laughs> but speaking of which, before we uh, get to that, I, I don't want to, I do want to talk. You just threw them under the bus, but Tony Stubblefield coming over from Oregon as an assistant, the new head coach of DePaul. Um, he lost Charlie Moore to Miami. He lost a, a slew of other uh, players, Kobe Elvis, Paulie Polacap, uh, Darius Hall, uh, Romeo Weems went pro, um, but he retained Javon Freeman Liberty, which was huge. I think. And then I thought he got a decent job of going out and getting Brandon Johnson, Minnesota. I I, I thought he was a solid get for uh, DePaul. Now, obviously you have a a ton of other transfers in here. Oregon's Jalen Terry, Kansas's uh, Grant Foster, Iowa state, Javon Johnson, SMU, your And I think the a pickup, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up starting for uh, starting for the blue demons, but, and then a a decent recruiting mod Bynum, Four star. Yeah. I mean, we're not taking them to make the tournament, but what's uh, any chance they're a competitive team night in night out. That is uh, potentially. So, so this is actually the Oregon state of of the big East because this definitely has the most people coming and going. And that's somewhat expected when there's a coaching change. It's tough to say. DePaul hasn't been good in a very long time. Um, They do have some interesting pieces here. You mentioned Freeman Liberty, the six foot three senior guard, averaged almost fifteen a game uh, last year. It's nice to have one thing that's consistent in the program, and that'll be him. And then, uh, yeah, I mean Brandon Johnson, definitely a solid get from Minnesota. Most of the other guys, I'm not all that familiar with. I know Javon Johnson, uh, you know, played some decent minutes in the Big Twelve for Iowa State, but the other guys, not a whole lot of uh, basketball, not a whole lot of experience certainly not at this level. So it's kind of hard to say right now. Uh, I think you have to put DePaul towards the end of this conference. I mean, they're there basically on an annual basis and we'll see how Stubblefield does as the head coach. Uh, you know, you can only go up from here. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to watch the program under the, uh, the new leader. Yeah. I mean, I think we all have them picked dead last, but I just wonder, could you be a few years ago? I feel like maybe it was three years ago that I feel like they were losing tough. And that will be, yeah. I mean, yeah, you want to get to, to becoming a, a winning program, but if you can lose tough in year one, I think that would be a great sign for Stubblefield. Uh, right. But, exactly. But yeah, uh, the guys, the college basketball experience, big East conference preview is brought to you by WinBet. Yes. Yeah, ready to win money and boost your odds. Well, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And we're bringing you the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play exclusive rewards are just right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players and sports from the NFL, college football, college basketball, MLB, NBA, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, and more win bet has some brand new bonuses that are absolute fire. New users, new users can bet $1 and win a hundred on any sport. I mean, what a fucking deal. 
Plus you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet If you make a first deposit of $20 or more, yes. And whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it 200%. That means you throw down a hundred bucks. They're going to match you with a $200 free bet. Max wager for that is 750, meaning they'll give you a $1,500 match. It's a pretty damn good deal. Great p- promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet from boosted parlays to live in game odds on every major sport. We have what you need to win. Ready to play? Well, sign up today to receive a special offer, a risk free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. The MLB playoffs are in full swing, actually, at this very moment. Um, and PropSwap is your home for the best World Series futures all season long. PropSwappers have been finding the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Use the promo code SGPN on your first deposit, and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds, people. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every customer or every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. Your bet doesn't need to win in order for you to make money. It just has to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every single day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Uh, This one is fun. Let's talk a little Georgetown Hoyas basketball. Patrick Ewing wins the Big East uh, tournament a season ago, makes the NCAA tournament, and then gets obliviated by uh, by, by Colorado. <laughs> I think a couple of us might have been wrong on that game as well. That was me. I was wrong on that. I think um, I was also. Uh, but you look at this line. I mean, once again, the transfer portal crazy for. George Georgetown and Virginia, they're like the Virginia, Virginia tech and football is like Georgetown and basketball where just every year you see these players make a like Wahab. You're like, Oh, they're going to be good next year. They got Wahab and, uh, and, and Pickett and Harris and Blair. They're gone. Some transferred, yeah, I mean, some, some, some of those pro. graduated yeah, also. Yeah. yeah. But obviously they lost a lot from that team last year. And uh, Wahab is the guy they needed to come back. He would have been the cornerstone of the team. Instead, he transfers right down the road to Maryland. I guess if you're him, it's probably it might be a good move because Maryland could be really good this year, and I don't think Georgetown is. If you're DePaul and you have a goal, your goal is to finish ahead of the standings, then you know, finish above Georgetown because those two might be the worst in the Big East, just with how young the Hoyas are. Um, are you seeing it the same way as me here again? Yeah, the backcourt should be interesting though. We we were all impressed by freshman Dante Harris a season ago. As the season went yeah. along, he got better and better, and him and Donald Carey should be very interesting. And now, and I'm one that thinks that uh, that transfer of Caden Rice I think will pay off. Now the Ryan Matumbo thing, I believe I thought they had an I thought they got. Uh, I thought we we're worried. Uh, I guess Trey King. That's what I was wondering because I was wondering about the Eastern Kentucky transfer, Trey King. Um, I wonder if if I don't know what's going on. Then I hear he's not enrolled in classes and he's not on the team at the moment. Trey King. This was a huge get by Georgetown. If he's not playing there, that is a that is uh, to me. I grade the team much differently um, because I thought yeah, he. He committed in the spring back in April, uh, but you're right. I don't. That's kind of up in the air right now, right? I, I haven't heard anything recently. Well, uh, yeah, it makes me think if you don't have him because I thought the starting five of Harris, Carey, uh, Caden Rice, the Citadel transfer, and then Trey King, and then you know one of these bigs like Brian Matumbo, who's seven two. I thought, hey, I could see them being a good. You know, they also have Victor Mirasan. Shout out to to George Mirasan's son. <laughs> well, um, I mean, look, the fact they have uh, Ryan Matumbo and Victor Mirasan is awesome. <laughs> That's you know, but actually, I just looked it up, and yeah, Trey King, uh, he is he was left off of Georgetown's roster before ever playing a game, according to the Hoyas, and that was on October the sixteenth. So I think it's assumed that. He will not be suiting up so, in the uh, blue and gray. So who's he playing for? If I'm Eastern Kentucky, That's, get him on the get right? this guy was a beast for Eastern Kentucky a season ago. That was my team, the Colonels. Um, so, but look here. So Georgetown, very nice rec- uh, recruiting class. They brought in five freshmen, uh, a five star, a four star, three three stars. 
I guess my question is, is does the program have enough? Uh, are they going to wait long enough for Patrick Ewing to bring these guys along? That's the big question. I think, do they have enough patience? Well, uh, well, the, and Ewing, you think his job is safe now after that run, right? I think if I think if, if you're Georgetown, you need to wait it out. You need to give him a couple more years, especially with the recruiting class he's bringing in this year. I don't think anybody has you know high hopes for this coming season. Uh, perhaps they'll surprise us, kind of like they did last year. Uh, they had nice players the last couple of years. I think they kind of underachieved. It took a miracle run for them to to realize their potential last year. And they snuck into the, the tournament before losing to to uh, Colorado, but they should have been that good all year long. So I don't think Hewing's done a great job maximizing the talent there, but uh, he is bringing it in. So I, if I was them, I would give him you know two or three more years, see what he can do with all these young guys coming in. Yeah, and I see John Rothstein covering this one that Trey King. Uh, has met with Iowa State, which and Wichita State and UCF. I mean, if UCF gets him or Wichita, both those teams I think are good. Iowa State kind of, uh, I mean, that would be a huge get. I'm telling you, this guy's a baller. So wild to see uh, what's happening there. But I, I do think Ewing and Georgetown are going to regress this year, especially with the loss there. I, I, I they're going to be young, so it'll be fun to watch. Uh, kind of in in the same vein as uh, Creighton, but I think Creighton's ahead of uh, Georgetown. Um, yeah, I think they go back to where they've been. Unfortunately, you thought after last year, can you ride that momentum? I think if you had a brought back Wahab or had Trey King, I think you're looking at a team that potentially could be a tournament team. Unfortunately, yeah. not the case uh, down there in Washington D.C. So, um, next up, let's talk. Uh, so you don't have you. So just to reiterate, uh, Creighton, Georgetown, DePaul, all not in the NCAA tournament. On, on I I agree Correct. to that too. Correct. Correct. So next comes up Shaka Smart and his Marquette Golden Eagles. This one was I mean talk about for a minute there it looked like Dawson Garcia was coming back there. That DJ Carton goes pro. Theo John transfers to Duke. Kobe McEwen transfers to Weber State. That yeah, one was surprising. mine. But Jamal Kane <laughs> transferred out. Um, now the newcomers coming in. He did go out. First off, he he brought a freshman or two with them that were going to be with Texas. That was yeah. that was successful by Shaka Smart there. Keep an eye on Stevie Mitchell. I think that will be one that pans out. But uh, getting Daryl Morsel from Maryland, I think, was a big one. But they still just need offense. They got they also got uh, Kuth from uh, from Oklahoma. I don't know how you pronounce that. Uh, is it Kuth? I believe Kuath. Uh, Kuath. Uh, George Mason transfer and Tyler Kolek, but man, I think they're going to struggle. I think Georgetown's ahead of Marquette actually. Yeah. I mean, you could actually, you could say, you know, these three teams, DePaul, Georgetown, Marquette, they could end in the towards the bottom in in any sequence. Like I I don't think anyone's necessarily above either. So (laughs) I guess your goal for one of these three schools is to be third worst in the conference because they're also rebuilding big time nice recruiting class coming in um, three, four stars, couple, three stars. But once again, it's going to take some time. I think Stevie Mitchell might be the only one ready to come in and play big minutes from day one. So other than that, you got only two guys returning, Justin Lewis, Greg Elliott. They were average reserves a year ago. They're probably going to be thrust into the starting lineup. Couple transfers coming in, like uh, Prosper from Clemson. I don't even remember seeing him on the court, and I watch a lot of ACC basketball. Um, so yeah, I mean, just talent-wise, <laughs> they are lacking, uh, and it's going to tell. I mean, and Shaka Smart, he couldn't get it done at Texas. Do we have concerns about how good of a coach he is now? Great job at VCU, uh, not so much down in Austin. So. Uh, it's going to be a long year, but hopefully sunny days are ahead for Marquette. And you got to wonder, did he, that was, you know, VCU seems coach proof in a way, and yeah, whether it's yeah. Anthony Grant, whether it's Shaka smart, whether it's will Wade, it just seems like the ball, the baton just keeps getting passed. And they're, they're, no matter what they're making NCAA tournaments and being, a, they're playing that relentless basketball. That and is, usually when the coaches like Anthony Grant or Shaka smart, go to a big school after that, they don't do so well. Uh, you know, maybe they need to get back on that more that second tier level because Anthony Grant is doing a pretty good good job at Dayton now. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what Shaka does at Marquette. Don't expect a whole lot this year, 
But like I said, he does have a nice recruiting class coming in. So give him a, uh, you know, two, three years or so. Or you, you know, you could just be like Will Wade and, and uh, <laughs> that, you know, just that's go another route. <laughs> go, go, go that route. And then just uh, start, start paying the hell out of some players. Um, anyway, uh, let's, let's get to this thing uh, next up. So I'm curious to see, uh, I, we're going to have the same pecking order. I think so far, I mean, it's not shocking here, but next up is the Providence Friars, which always a tough team to gauge. Always. I feel like a team that you sit there and say, okay, uh, there's certain games, you know, they're going to get up. There's certain games that they're, they are going to play down and they look, they lose. David Duke is gone. Uh, Jimmy Nichols transferred out. Greg Gant transferred out. But I thought great pieces that he pick up in Al Durham from Indiana, and then Justin Mania, Mania from uh, South Carolina. I like both those gets. Um, yes, Nate Watson coming back, flirting with the NBA was huge, and I also think circle this one: AJ Reeves. Huge uh, returning player there. There was talk that he was going to transfer out. I think he was hurt for like the first half of last year, if, I, if memory serves me correctly. Yes, you are correct. So I think bringing those back, Jared Bynum's back at the point spot, and Noah Horchler uh, back at uh, this is a guy that's going to have to step up and contribute some more. But uh, it's interesting, even the bench play, uh, Alan Breed on the bench, Ed Croswell. They brought they got a couple of freshmen coming in too. One a pen transfer as well. What do you make of our guy Ed Cooley? Th- this is a hard. Th- this is a team that could be in the NCAA tournament or could be yeah. far back. What do you think? Well, I was disappointed with them last year. You know, I thought with the inside uh, out combo of David Duke and Nate Watson, I thought you know that was going to take him places, and it never really materialized. I think consistency was their problem. Uh, they would jump up and, you know, beat a good team. Then, you know, l- lose a couple to kind of that middle of the road or, or bottom tier big E squad. So um, I think I do like the pieces that they brought in here. I think on paper, I like, you know, the, the starting five. I mean, look, you got three redshirt seniors, a senior and a redshirt junior. You gotta love that if you're Providence. And then you got a couple guys off the bench too. So um, I think Providence um, most years, they kind of live on the bubble. And I think they'll be there again. I think it's a solid team. Uh, once again, I don't, I, I don't expect, or I don't think they have enough talent to, uh, you know, go very far in the NCAAs if they make it, but I'll, I will have them on the right side of the bubble this year. There we go. Is that, Let's go. is that just because we love Providence since Marty Conlon? I was the Austin Crozier God Sham God fan back in the uh, what mid mid nineties late nineties yeah so um, I have always you know had a little bit of a, so- a soft spot in my heart for Providence for some reason I don't know why but uh, they're just like you know a tough gritty program up there so I do root for them uh, perhaps that is clouding my judgment a bit Nick plus plus three thousand to win <laughs> to, to win the Big East plus three thousand. <laughs> Uh, man, that is, that's, that's good money going to a bad place. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the Friars could be a tournament team. They're gonna be right on the bubble where they always are. Ed Cooley, big fan. Uh, next up, uh, Kevin Willard's bunch. Talk about a team that, uh, what do you, what do you make of Kevin Willard as a coach down there in, uh, in New Jersey with Seton hall? He's never overly impressed me. I think once again, they have talent up there pretty regularly and they're always fairly average. You know, I can't think of the really any like big breakthrough seasons. They might've been actually uh, the year that we COVID had COVID year. COVID yeah, year. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that was probably their best chance with the uh, geez. I forget the, the leading scorer's name. I think he was a complete baller. He's on Tell the Knicks. He's on the Knicks now. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. The shooting guard. <laughs> uh, I'm drawing a blank. It's like the 10th podcast of the day. Hang on. I know this. Uh, what is it? 2019, right? Uh, I think that. How am I correct. forgetting their best player's name? This guy was such a baller. <laughs> well, it makes two of us. So it was. It was Miles Powell. There Miles you go. Powell. There the you the go. internet helped me. That wasn't my memory. Um, 
but uh, yeah, let's let's talk a little uh, Seton Hall basketball because I think this might be one of his best teams besides that year. Because bringing in uh, Kadari Richmond from Syracuse, huge, and then you mix him with Miles Care and Jared Jared Roden, and also Alexis Yetna from South Florida was a decent transfer Solid to get. Player, right? And then Ike Ebigayu. Uh, Probably butchering that, but uh, uh, then he brings in a transfer in Jameer Harris, who did fairly well at uh, AU American, and uh, they got a few other veterans there: Bryce Aiken, Tyrese Samuel, uh, Trey Jackson, that might be able to contribute some. We got a couple of freshmen coming in well, or as well. And uh, what do you make? Like uh, this is a tournament <laughs> team this year, right? I think so. Yeah. You know, it's just so funny because these teams are like so similar to Xavier and Butler, uh, you know, in Seton hall, they, they, they have good college basketball players. They don't produce a whole lot of pros. A lot of the guys are big and physical. I mean, maybe that's why I love the conference. Uh, I love the brand of basketball up there, but you have to like kale and Roden, uh, you know, two, two big guards kind of forming that backcourt. And then I'm a big fan of Kadari Richmond, the transfer from Syracuse. He is a lockdown defender. Uh, still a little raw offensively, but I think he can he can get that move and he can come around offensively, and then he's going to be a real nice, complete player. So very nice get in the transfer portal for uh, Seton Hall there. Uh, then I think uh, Yetna and Obiagu form a solid front court too. Uh, one of the biggest questions is what what are you going to get from the transfer from um, American Harris? Is he going to be like the microwave off the bench? Yeah, you because know, they're going to need some help scoring. Uh, that's where he comes into play. But overall, I like the roster. Uh, we'll see what Willard does here. Um, I, I sound like a broken record here. I think they make the tournament, but I'd be surprised if they go very far. Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel. Damn sick and tired of getting out rebounded. 25 offensive rebounds. First time we block out, we get called for a damn block out. <laughs> I don't know why I'm playing that with Seton Hall because Seton Hall has got they got some height on this team, so they shouldn't have any problem rebounding with Tyrese Samuel and, and uh, Abagayu. Uh, those guys can get after it on the glass. Now the question is: Is can they put it all together? I do like the Richmond get. I got them as a tournament team, and I think they might be able to go a round or two depending on uh, how that shakes out. But Nick, plus plus fifteen hundred. I think there's juicier ones. Like I got like I'll go back to St. John's. I know we haven't, you know, gone into the team preview yet, but I like St. John's better than Seton Hall. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's the next team that we're talking about. What a what a great way to lead Look into at that transition. Now, let's talk the tra- the transfer portal here because uh um this one you got to do a lot of work here. First off, the the good news Posh Alexander and, Ju- and Julian Champagne are back. Those two are awesome. But every other player on the team transferred. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not fucking with you. Uh, you Rasheem Dunn transfers. Isaiah Moore transfers. Vince Cole transfers. Marcellus Erlington transfers. Josh Roberts transfers. Um, just a huge amount of people uh, transferring out here. They do return actually. Dylan Aday was Wusu, and that guy was a key player last year. Uh, so getting those three back, I shouldn't say two. Uh, key, but then they go out and get Montez Mathis from Rutgers. I like that get. I really yeah. like that get, and I actually like three Coburn coming in from Hofstra. Fifteen points a game. Uh, Hofstra has had a, been a decent mid major the past couple of years. That's a big get. And then what do you think about Aaron Wheeler coming over from Purdue? He was solid. Steph Smith, the leading scorer for Vermont last, or I guess the second leading scorer for Vermont last season, uh, but he was a key player on that team. Um, Hell, uh, this this team they they bring in a uh, Soriano, a transfer from Fordham, who got ten and nine there. Uh, it, it's tough to uh, to gauge. They also have some nice freshmen coming in, and a JUCO transfer. I agree, though. I agree that this there's value in taking St. John's. I think Mike Anderson's a good basketball coach. Yeah, I just think you know. I'm a big Posh Alexander fan. He was a true freshman point guard. Yeah, little guy, six foot, but tough as nails. Just really gritty. Uh, he's going to be even better in his second year. You know, great. You know, floor general sets up the offense, and then Champagny. I think he's probably the best player in the conference. 
Uh, I don't think that's you know, uh, you know UConn or uh, Villanova might have a couple guys, you know, Gillespie uh, possibly, but uh, Champagne is right there. So I, I I like that start, and I think you know what you're getting from Montez Mathis too. I think he you know solidifies the backcourt. So the big question here is that they got three transfers who are jumping up in levels big time, coming from Hofstra, Fordham, and Vermont. That's gonna make or break this team. If they can be, you know, solid to good Big East basketball players, then I think St. John's is dangerous. Uh, if uh, if they come in and they can't quite hang with the big boys, then uh, St. John's might struggle. They might not make the tournament here. So I think there, there's a wide variance here. But um, just give me Posh Alexander and Julian Champagny. You fill out the rest of the roster, and I think they can do pretty good. Yeah, I think they're a tournament team, and I like Mike Anderson as a coach. I think he's an underrated coach, so he's gonna. I, I I like this team a lot, man. I really do. Um, yes, I liked it more at the end of last season before thirty transfers <laughs> or whatever. See, I, I think we discussed this when we did like the uh, the mid off season check in or whatever we called it, and I felt like they had so many guys that played the same position, so I wasn't surprised to see some of them depart. But it would have been nice if you know, say like Erlington, who went to San Diego. Like, he's gonna, he's gonna be really good in San Diego because he was good in limited minutes for St. John's. But yeah, it, w- it would have been nice if one t- one or two of those guys would have stayed. It would have been nice for the overall depth and the cohesiveness of the team. But it is uh, college basketball in 2021, so uh, I'm not surprised. All right, well, look, uh, I want to tell you that the college basketball Big East preview on the college basketball experience is brought to you by BetQL tonight. Miss the biggest sports headlines from the night before you ever wonder how that might impact this week's bets. We'll relive the best sports or the best in sports. I'm sorry from the night before with BetQL tonight. Yes. It's it, BetQL tonight is a high energy live destination for casual and hardcore sports fans alike. It's engaging. It's polarizing. It's relevant. Get caught in the sports betting world with a heavy dose of entertainment. Host Quentin Mayo from NBC Sports Washington and Ryan Horvath from 12:50 a.m. The Fan and Trista Crick are joined by on-site correspondents to bring you insider information in real time. Every detail matters when making bets. BetQL delivers deeper dives uh, to help you get get just a just a gigantic edge on your bets. It's, it's fun to bet on the game. It's even more fun when you've got the inside scoop, tune into BetQL tonight. You can listen on Odyssey, Spotify, uh, or your favorite podcast app. And while you're getting apps, don't forget to get us. Yes. We're brought to you by the SGPN app. That's us. It's free to download in the app store and Google play store. You'll get access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. And look, with all of our picks and podcasts, me, Patty C, NC Nick, Terrell Furman Jr., that handicap every single Division One college football and college basketball game, we pick it all. We've been doing it for over four years. We've never had a losing season. All right? That, that's picking every fucking game. And we're going to be doing a daily show six days a week. You will have me every day but Sunday on the college basketball experience. And we'll be breaking down games every single day, giving you our best bets. We've never had a losing season. We're also way over 500 on our locks. Give you all of that on the SGPN app as well. So grab that thing. Let's get to it though. Villanova, Nick, a lot of people had them to win the NCAA championship last year, including myself early preseason. Yeah. Before Gillespie went yeah. down preseason. Now Gillespie comes back. Wonder how that injury will you know, how he'll cope with that injury. But I thought it was also, uh, you know, Gillespie using that extra COVID season essentially. And then uh, same for Jermaine Samuels. So getting yeah. those two back huge Caleb Daniels, fifth year senior back as well. And then Justin Moore's back, Nick, the four of the starting five are back. Eric Dixon's going to be at the guy step it up. Probably uh, maybe, maybe uh I don't know. Maybe one of the freshmen gets some burn. Maybe Nanana Najoku. Um, maybe Cosby Roundtree. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, what do you make of Brandon Slater on the bench? Uh, Brian Anton. What do you make? Is this is this uh, the year that uh, Villanova gets back to the Final Four? No, I don't think so. I think Jer- uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl is going to be too big of a miss. Uh, they're going to miss him a lot. I mean, uh, the backcourt, this might be the best backcourt in America. 
uh, Gillespie, more Daniels. And then with, with Gillespie going down hurt last year, that got some playing time for Slater and um, uh, Arcadiacono. So uh, they're just loaded in the backcourt. And then Jermaine Samuels is one of my favorite players in America. He is a Swiss army knife type player. He does everything for them. He might be a little undersized to play the power forward, the four spot, but you know, Villanova is going to go small ball. So I'm a big Jermaine Samuels fan. He's just a hell of a team player. Uh, the question mark is obviously what are you going to do down low? Uh, right now they need a guy to play a lot better than they have previously. <laughs> yeah. They got some inexperience, some young guys, they do not have a Robinson Earl, one of the best big men in the country last year on the roster. That is the glaring, glaring weakness. You know, uh, Jay Wright's a hell of a coach, and he does he he doesn't really bring in recruit uh, transfers. He he you know builds them up through the program, but it sure would have been nice if they could have solidified that five spot in the portal because the rest of the team is there for a Final Four run. But I think that's the the key missing piece, and that's what's going to limit them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's the ceiling, Elite Eight? I mean, the ceiling is probably Final Four. I just wouldn't pick them to go that far. I do think they win the Big East regular season just because they have the most experience and the best coach. Um, and you could argue uh, Colin Gillespie is the best player. Uh, I might you know go Champagne over him, but. Uh, I think they win the Big East regular season. I think they probably get like what a three seed or so, maybe. Um, but I would say they're probably going Sweet Sixteen, and then they might bow out. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to watch because he's such a good coach. I feel like he can get you. It's like Come Tony on, Bennett. disagree. Pick him to go to the Final Four. I got him in Elite Eight. Nova to the Elite Eight. All right, sounds good. That's going to be all right. That's, that's disagreeing. Have to be the biggest disagreement. <laughs> well, hopefully it's this one. Last team projecting here. This is Xavier Musketeers, and I don't know about you, buddy. I know Fremantle's not uh, injured for the first week or two of the season, but and that's a big loss for the first week or two. Sixteen points a game, nine boards. Um, but overall, once conference play starts, I like this team. I, I haven't been this high on Xavier. In a yeah. while, but uh, when Paul they got Paul Scruggs, Nate Johnson, and Jack Nunge starting, uh, well penciled in to be pre starters. Obviously, that could change. Th- those are three five year seniors, so that's an experienced roster there. And then when you add in the fact Fremantle, once he gets healthy, that guy's a baller. And then yeah, good. And then so they got Nunge from Iowa coming in. I like the Jerome Hunter pickup. I think I wouldn't be surprised if Jerome Hunter ends up starting for this team, but Colby Jones, uh, ex- great name and experienced veteran here. So, uh, or, you know, he was a freshman, but put up seven, almost eight points a game, five boards, 1.3 steals. I like him. I think he's going to get major minutes. Him, uh, Dewan Odom on the bench. They, they have a nice bench too. Kiki Tandy, uh, Adam Kunkel, Ben Stanley. This bench is deep. I really like this team. I think this team is going to the NCAA tournament. Travis Steele, make it happen. You'll find no disagreement. I think so. I mean, really, they lost two guys: Jason Carter and Brian Griffin. Uh, Carter was a big man, averaged five five a game. Griffin was even further down on the bench. So they they're pretty much running it back with the additions of a couple nice transfers and a couple freshmen. So uh, last year they were uh, about five hundred or so. I do think they're better this season. I think Travis Steele, I like him as a coach too. I think Xavier does go back dancing. They probably are like an eight or nine seed or so. So uh, yeah, they're right there in the mix. I'd say a long shot to win the Big East regular season, but hey, you know, if Villanova stumbles, somebody has to, right? Yeah. I, I think they're going to be right there, and I think they could. Watch. When Nova plays at Xavier, I'll be probably taking the points and the Musketeers. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Tell you that. Keep an eye. All right now, it's time for our pecking order here, and I also want you to give out. So you you have Nova winning it. So Nova is at minus one fifty five. I don't even think that's that good of a bet. I don't think you I should don't do think that. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So w- let's, let's say you had two teams to bet on. Then are you, are you going St. John's route, and are you going, or do you think the UConn plus four fifty, Xavier plus eight hundred? I'm gonna go Xavier plus eight hundred. As my play, 
I would say sprinkle a little bit on St. John's and if you want like a crazy long shot butler. There you go. You heard it here first on the college basketball experience. Like I said, I w- what's that? I will say it's hard to rank these teams because I think Villanova's on a, a tier t- by themselves. Uh, granted, that tier is not you know that much above the other tier, but then I think on, on the second tier you have probably six schools. UConn, and in, in no order here. UConn, Seton Hall, Xavier, St. John's, Butler, Providence. Yeah, I think there's a good chance the Big East can send seven school, you know, that seven to the NCAA's. If I had to place a bet, they probably only send six. One of those teams falters, whether it be Providence or Butler or Seton Hall. But I think there's a decent chance seven teams can make it, and then you have the the bottom four. Is what I call the the teams that are kind of rebuilding or the parentally bad like DePaul. But trying to rank two through seven is very difficult. So one Villanova for both of us. Two, I'm going Xavier. Give me Seton Hall. Three. I'll go. I'll go. I'm gonna go UConn three. Same here. I'm going to go Seton Hall four. I'm going to go St. John's four. I'm going to go St. John's five. I'm going to go Xavier five. I'm going to go Providence six. I'm going to go Butler six. Oh shit. Yeah. I forgot. Hold on. I I agree. Let's both do Butler six Providence seven Creighton eight. Yes. Nine. I'm going to go in Georgetown 10 Marquette 11 DePaul. I go Georgetown, DePaul, Marquette. Why not? There you go. Blue Demons, go! Uh, <laughs> all right, folks. Well, if you're a first time listener to the College Basketball Experience, make sure you subscribe. Like I said, we're breaking down every single conference and we'll be talking college basketball every single day of the week except Sundays. So we will have you covered on the College Basketball Experience. Tell a friend, subscribe, all that good shit. All right, folks. And also subscribe to the College Football Experience as we're breaking down everything over there. Just kicked ass last weekend. So uh, look, we talk college football year round over there. We talk college basketball year round over here. Subscribe to both. Don't be silly. All right. And uh, make sure you download the SGPN app because that app is free. You'll get all of our picks, all of our podcasts, all of our content guests like Steve Lavin been on the show, Bill Burr, Al Harrington, Mike Leach, uh, Joe Theismann. I mean, come on, we could go on and on and on. Uh, You'll get all that content. Uh, for free there. And also if you can give us a five-star review on that app, say some nice things about us. And if you do that, take a screenshot and find me on Twitter at the Colby D give me a follow and show me that screenshot. And we'll send you a college basketball experience t-shirt NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one Terrell Furman jr. Is on Twitter at really rel underscore underscore the college basketball experience new to Twitter and Instagram at TCE on SGPN. And the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is on Twitter at the SGP Network. Follow them all and also check out the Slack channel, Sports Gambling Podcast. All right, folks, this is the college basketball experience, Big East style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.